lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Happy preemptive St. Paddy's Day since that's tomorrow, but we will not be here. We are off after today for the rest of the week for what we officially call spring break, but it's really just something I have been doing since I was a kid in school, taking these two days off to watch the first couple days of the NCAA basketball tournament. My mama used to call me in sick if I didn't have basketball practice and my grades were good. She'd call me in sick to school so I could stay home uh, and watch them all day long. And I've just been doing that ever since. So I don't know what you guys plan on doing. It's spring break for the two of you. Actually, given you've got a baby at home, you're kind of going to probably be doing a lot of what I'm doing the next two days, Aaron, I'm guessing. Yeah, and, and packing a little bit, too. Oh, that's true. You've got to move coming up into a new home. What do you guys got planned? College road trip to Nashville, Tennessee. I, I figured that you would be somewhere on the road. Yeah, yep. that, that's kind of your guys' happy place as a family, usually. So for me, it'll be in a man cave in front of my uh, television screen, watching as much basketball as I can, forgetting that we are living amidst, at least for a few days, the decline and fall of the American empire and all of Western civilization. And I'm not even kidding. Uh, my name is Steve Dace. His name is Totters and his is Aaron McIntyre. Uh, we, we would assume you have a name as well. You can let us know someday by emailing it to us, Steve, at stevedace.com. That's also how you can let us know what you think about what we think. You can like us for now on Facebook and elsewhere on MeWe Parlor and Gab. Just look for Steve Dace there. And then follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter for now. And then on Getter as well. And the last name is D-E-A-C-E. It has been... Who are we kidding, man? It's been a rough 24 months. It's been a rough 24 hours in terms of headlines. At least it's been rough on me. That's why it's probably only fitting that we begin by mentioning here at the top, Todd's absolute favorite advertiser, our friends over at Bonner Private Wines, because you may, you may need a drink. You may need a glass after today's show is done. Okay. So, um, uh, some of the most remote wine valleys in the world, deep in the Andes Mountains uh, down in South America, grown it up to 9,000 feet. These are phenomenal Malbec grapes that create phenomenal wines, not loaded with fillers and sugars, but packing a wallop when it comes, whoa, pardon me, packing a wallop Just when it comes to flavor. Just choked up talking about it. I started thinking, I'm like, wow, that, so beautiful. Actually, that does sound pretty good about right now. Yes, mouth started watering. All right, so if you want to give them a try today, all three of us have tried them and like them. Todd has tried them repeatedly and and liked them uh, uh, mucho. Fair? More than fair. And I gave up booze for Lent, so... You know, I'll, I'll be Jones in here in about a month. You got a, you got a few weeks left. Yeah. yeah. All right. So if you want to get in on the action right now, all right, uh, half off the wine and half off the shipping on both ends. Don't need a promo code. Just head over to Bonner Private Wines, plural, BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. All right. Coming up on the show here today, we will be joined at the end by the prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. And I've been talking to Daniel the last couple of days and. He's at about the end. All right. So there's, there's, there again, yeah, yeah, again, this maybe this is a different end of end. All right. Uh, there, this, uh, grab your Bonner private wine right yeah. now. All right. It's not too early. It is not. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> all right. Um, and it's hell on earth everywhere right now. So I'm just telling you, dude, even by Daniel standards, I'm like, 
Whoa. All right. So I just want to warn you. All right. Uh, then we've got buy, sell, or hold coming your way. But before we get into all of those things, we begin as we always do with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Today in Coronavirus History. Two years ago today, the White House Coronavirus Task Force announced their initiative called 15 Days to Slow the Spread of Coronavirus. The guidelines stated all Americans should first and foremost listen to state and local authorities and follow their directions. Stay home if you feel sick. Keep your children at home. Keep your entire household at home if you've tested positive. Staying home, period, if you're elderly and staying home and away from other people if you have a significant underlying health issue. This stemmed from what was about two weeks of cancellations and shutting down basically the entire world after models, mainly those from the Imperial College of London, showed millions of Americans would die by the end of the summer. What came in the next 23 months, as you know, was levels of evil and demonic deception at every single level of society so far unseen by the free world. Lives lost not just due to the pandemic, but from addiction, missed health screenings, and despair. Jobs lost, an economy in disarray, and tyranny run rampant down to the neighborhood level. That aforementioned paper from Imperial College of London was authored by Neil Ferguson, who, in some cosmic foreshadowing, would just a few weeks later resign from his post in a UK government task force after violating his own stay-at-home recommendations to shack up with his mistress. But not before gurus in the West had shot to fame and glory and antichristical levels of ubiquity in mass media for their prophecies of doom and woe, like Dr. Anthony Fauci. Two years later, Fauci is nowhere to be found, but speaking of antichristical figures and moving on, it seems Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has taken that post in the hearts and minds of many Westerners. He addressed Congress this morning, part of it in English, and tried once again to drag America into a third world war. We need you right now. Remember Pearl Harbor. Terrible morning of December 7, 1941, when your sky was black from the planes attacking you. And as the leader of my nation, I'm addressing the President Biden. You are the leader of the nation of your great nation. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Thank you. Kevin McCarthy, after listening to Zelensky once World War III. Ukrainian people cannot wait months. The world cannot wait months if we sit by and watch innocent people being murdered. Joe Biden, your thoughts? A little change in the arrangement of who's on the stage because of the first lady's husband uh, contracting COVID. But uh, look at this room and what you see. Pardon? That's right. She's fine. It's me. Nancy Pelosi, your thoughts? Putin is trying to bait the trap so that uh, we go in and that's the beginning, could be the beginning of World War III. Uh, Putin totally irresponsible using weapons that are not allowed under the Geneva Convention. Putin, who uh, threatens use of chemical weapons, um, nuclear and the rest. So they know that we can't, but it's the ask. Myself, when I see that, that those tanks, that 40 miles of tanks, I'd like to take out those tanks. I mean, I, I think that air co uh, them having more planes might be useful, but that I'm not a, 
a military strategist. In other news, yesterday during a Senate committee meeting, a measure was discussed that kept in place the mask mandate for toddlers in a federally funded early learning program. Mitt Romney of Utah was the only Republican who voted to keep muzzling toddlers in place. Even Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski voted to end the mandate. And now here's the CEO of Yapi, a company that makes feminine hygiene products, in an Instagram post saying, quote, most bleeders know how they're impacted by their period, but unfortunately aren't in blah, 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 blah. And finally, here's conservative Alex Stein busting rhymes at the Plano, Texas City Council meeting. In case you're wondering, yes, He's mocking the system. I'm the proof when I'm in a booth spitting on the mic. Anti-vax. Putin hates all of them blacks. Putin is a bad racist. Put them in the ground, white or brown. Zelensky is a VIP. Ukraine and I go insane. Put a bullet in Putin's brain. You know that is the plan. I'm a Zelensky stand. I love you. Vladimir Zelensky, you are so smart. What's the smell? Did somebody fart? No way. What can you say? Fascinate me straight or gay. I love you. And I love to run and grind all the time. And you got that sanitizer. And you know I got that Pfizer. You know I stick it in my vein. Put a bullet in Putin's brain. And that's what happened while we were away. <laughs> I love the fact he's up there in a suit that's the same color as the Ukrainian flag as he does it. Great. Not all heroes wear capes. Indeed. You know, you've heard me uh, talking about the Inspire 22 conference uh, lately on the show. It's the, the online free conference that helps you to get a biblical view of your physical body, health and wellness, and be a better steward rather than relying on the system that uh, defrauded and murdered us uh, over the last 24 months. Uh, April 2nd and 3rd is your opportunity to hear from Olympic gold medalist Sydney McLaughlin. She's going to share her testimony uh, about to what she has learned over the years uh, where this is concerned. Uh, people like Dr. Ryan Cole, you know him. He's a good friend of the program. Yours truly uh, will participate on a panel uh, as well, a conversation uh, that you don't want to miss in this. It's free. Um, and if you want an opportunity uh, to get registered so that you can watch it coming up here again, April 2nd and 3rd, all right, go to inspireforhealth.com. Again, you don't need a promo code. You don't need a ticket or to travel. Everything can be done right there from your house at inspireforhealth.com. Okay. So there is there is some truly cosmic stuff going on. I mean, I I came in here that and there has been some truly cosmic stuff that's been going on, folks, for a few years now. But the birth pangs, to borrow a metaphor, are are increasing. They're getting closer. A few weeks ago, right when this whole Ukraine narrative began, I came in here and I said, "This is the this is COVID. Just re-racked. Zelensky is Fauci, the the sudden hero that's unassailable, who you didn't know who you didn't know this guy lived ten minutes ago, and now suddenly he's omnipresent and um, he is infallible. Putin is the virus in that both are real evil, both are real threats, but whatever is being proffered here as a response 
isn't really being done to truly confront that threat, but to advance a different agenda. The kinds of crippling sanctions, as well as putting ourselves in a position to be energy independent, as we were when Trump left office, those were the things, those were, those were the ivermectins and hydroxychloroquines, the things that we could have done in order to lessen the suffering and, 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 and put ourselves, from a civilization standpoint, in a better position against a real threat. But we chose not to do them. And then we waited a couple of weeks. We did a half of them, but we did it without the other half that was necessary. So all we're doing now is continuing to punish our own people. And whatever, whatever they're trying to push, I, I don't know what the jab is. Maybe that's the no-fly zone that he keeps pushing for. Um, but you can just see all the parallels here. How instantaneously every one of these media outlets that had everything down on the COVID narrative for 23 months instantaneously shifted to the Ukraine narrative. Same symbolism, all the same people that had their Vax Pass in their bios on social media that ha- that had themselves pictured with a mask. Like Alex just said, yep. like Alex just said, uh, you know, jab me in the vein, put a bullet in Putin's brain yes. like that. They, they just overnight, as you know, Ryan Long, we had that, uh, yeah. the comedian, he pointed that out yesterday in your montage. Overnight, Ukraine, th- those things were all replaced with Ukraine flags. So we, we talked about this right as this narrative was emerging a few weeks ago, right? And doesn't it seem like this has been going on forever? It's only been like three weeks. In fact, we're only on like the third week right now that this has been going on. I know that they're trying to tell you that Putin's military is bogged down in Ukraine. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't have surveillance footage. But it's also what, day 20, day 21 of his invasion there? Took Hitler 35 days to subdue Poland. So that's the thing. Do you know what's true? There's this Ukraine burning documentary going around. I decided to watch it yesterday. It's very compelling. It's also Vladimir Putin propaganda. He's interviewed at least like a half dozen times at length in the documentary. Uncritically, he's never challenged on anything he says. And it's, it's basically a platform for him to justify launching an invasion. That doesn't mean that all the information in it about Ukraine's history isn't accurate. It would be actually even better propaganda if it was all accurate. But this is clearly a star-making vehicle for Vladimir Putin. He's the main star of the documentary, if you watch it. This is basically his triumph of the will for the Ukraine invasion. So, the truth is getting harder and harder to access. But let me give you this truth. This is true. It is no coincidence that today is the day that Mr. Zelensky is addressing the United States Congress. Because today is March the 16th. The two-year anniversary of when your government not only abandoned you, but targeted you. History doesn't just repeat, but it also rhymes. This is some cosmic poetic levels of schadenfreude that this is the day that he speaks and so many republicans up there showing enthusiasm for protecting ukraine and its borders that for 23 months it didn't show about protecting the borders of our bodies 
For 23 months, they didn't show at protecting the borders of our churches, our businesses, our schools. Because they hate you. A tree is known by its fruit. In politics, you are the hills you're willing to die on. That's the political equivalent to Jesus' axiom that you know a tree by its fruit. The political equivalent to that is in politics, you are the hills you're willing to die on. You can claim to believe anything you want. You can offer up any slogans you choose. You can have the talking points down pat. But in the end, what you truly believe are the hills you're willing to die on. This government, whether under Republican or Democrat control over the last 23 months, could not be mobilized. It could not be bothered to defend the borders of our bodies, of our schools, of our homes, of our churches, of our businesses. But in a manner of weeks, it can be mobilized to defend the borders of a country that most Americans probably couldn't find on a map. We still don't even know how to pronounce or spell the capital city yet. But the narrative is certain. Why? Because, folks, it is the same narrative. It's the exact same narrative, that's why. Two years ago today, here we have Zelensky invoking Pearl Harbor. Remember when I told you two years ago in April, this is America's Pearl Harbor moment, what's happening to our freedoms right now. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Two years ago today, 15 days to flatten the curve or the Pearl Harbor of COVID stand was launched. Here's the thing, though. Unlike the enemy who launched that invasion that we drove them out, we didn't drive this enemy out. Evil always comes back, especially when it's not driven out. The evil chose to memory hole wormhole itself for political expediency. And now all the same tactics from all the same people who have no problem whatsoever, the same people that didn't have any issue at all having the nation's grandparents and parents denied effective early treatments, put on ventilators, and then just watched them die for 23 months. That same spirit of the age has no problem now taking our sons and our grandchildren and tossing their lives away in the soulless, in the soulless great reset wars. My family won't. My son is not wasting his God-given potential on that. We'll happily take a prison cell. John Bunyan wrote the second best-selling book of all time in a prison cell. Much of the best-selling book of all time was written in prison cells. We're not dying for you. None of your sons should either. For the next 23 months after 15 days to flatten the curve, we watched governments around the world, including, sadly, our own, 
engage in unprecedented levels of tyranny, deception, murder, theft. Something unforeseen in scope ever in human history. We'd never seen anything like this. In the past, we've seen individual regimes or alliances attempt to do this. But then we saw regimes and alliances would emerge to confront that evil. In recent history, our country's kind of been at the focal point of creating those coalitions to confront those evils. But this time, however, our country was in on it. There was no organized resistance. There was a Sweden there, a Florida there, over there, or here. But there was no counter-alliance. And so every modern government in this world, whether whether democratic or autocratic, uh, resorted to some form of authoritarianism, first with the lockdowns and the lies, and then just devolved into outright fascism with the jabs, colluding with Pfizer, with Moderna, to rule you, to poison you, to own you. And then taking the corporate sectors and having them enforce their evils, turning your own job on you in total violation of the Nuremberg Code. We are never going to be the same after this. I'm, I'm not ever going to be the same after this. I think that we need to remember those who stood up bravely against this from the very beginning. If you want to know who's your remnant, where can you go to find people with platforms that are truth seekers, you now know. That's the good news. The bad news is it's a short list. But that could also be good news. Now it's easy to remember. But I would I would urge us to even more so remember the people that crossed partisan picket lines, the RFK Juniors, the Naomi Wolfs, the Bill Mars. I, I would I, I the Pierre Corys, he's a man of the left. How many lives has he saved by defying the system? In treating with ivermectin. I, I would, Robert Malone's another man of the left. He voted for Biden. I, I think it's even more important that we remember them. Because what they did to cross the partisan picket line here in order to align with truth, that is going to be the coalition that is going to be much needed and very important moving forward into the days of the judges that we live in now, where everyone is wise in their own eyes, where the truth is is chloroformed, unachievable, where if we're lucky one day Hilkiah the priest shows up and says to Josiah the king, brother, you ain't going to believe what I found in the back of the temple here as I was cleaning things out. You ever heard of this thing called Deuteronomy? The Torah, you ever heard of it? If we're lucky, this thing called America will be around long enough that we might do that with our Constitution and Declaration of Independence. But that's going to frankly take mercy that we don't deserve. But that's why it's called mercy. If this is, if you're living in a history book and our final chapter 
in it that may be read decades or centuries from now, provided you're not living in something even more cosmic, like an end-of-day scenario. But if you're just living in something that is, is historically significant, here's what that means for us. Tell as much truth as you can possibly tell to as many people as you can possibly reach until the end. That's the charge. That's what matters more than anything else. That matters more than election outcomes. That matters more than financial success. That matters more than anything else. Tell as much truth to as many people as much as you can while you still have the time. Because what we watched recently was, and what we're watching right now, is Third Reich levels of evil deserving of Third Reich levels of consequences. There can be no unity with this without a reckoning. There can be no redemption without a repentance. All those responsible must be held accountable in this life or the next. And if they will not repent, then they should not be restored. but punished to the fullest extent of not just our laws, but the laws of nature and nature's God as well. And never forget that the calls are coming from inside the house. The real war is right here at home. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Well, in telling truth... Again, yesterday I mentioned finding ways to communicate that. What is it? Well, how about this, folks? I saw a great picture, uh, Clearwater Beach yesterday. The beach was absolutely packed. And I used to live on Clearwater Beach when I was umpiring. I had home. It's all well and good. Go back. Get that sun, that vitamin D, be free. But, again, what does return to normal mean beyond that? That's your vacation. What's your life look like? And right now, your life in so many ways, all of you, and that's Republicans, conservatives, Christians, uh, you're a farm animal. My third daughter, uh, eighth grader, just read Animal Farm. Had a good conversation. One of my all-time favorites. You're a farm animal right now, and you are being processed. You are being fattened up and processed to ultimately be slaughtered and consumed. One way or the other. You are not free in so many ways. You think you are with it because of all the largesse, but your comfort is the greatest lie. And if you're going to pass on to your children and their children, like John Adams said, we study war, so my children can study politics, so their children can study the arts. If you want to be part of keeping that cycle alive as our forefathers intended, you must be less comfortable. Those farm animals are really comfortable when they're getting fattened up. And then they are slaughtered and consumed. So you will be too. We are, we are as free as we want to be. We are as oppressed as we deserve. Those things are true. Those things are true really of, of all, of all peoples. But what's not true of all peoples, 
or at least it's not necessarily fair from our feeble human perspective to say of all peoples. Do you think the people in, in North Korea know what they want? Most of them know what they want, know what it means to be free. No, they don't. They, they, they don't have our, our history. We do. We have a birthright that we have largely, whether it's ge- this generation or the past couple, two, three generations, have largely squandered away. There is no excuse. We are as free as we want to be and as oppressed as we deserve. We still have the Second Amendment, and I just want to underscore again, from here on out, every amendment is a Second Amendment issue. How scared of them are you? And I don't mean guns blazing. It means if these people, if these people are this pissed off about fill-in-the-blank issue, that they have gone to this length without actually going all the way into a hot civil war about this issue, what happens when we push them even further? We don't want to find out. That's where we need to get, but we're not there right now. Because as Todd said, we're just chattel. We're just chattel. We're just cattle being fattened up right now. We got to make it stop. The answer is us. and We got to find out. Buy, sell, or hold is next. You know, hackers capitalize on uncertainty. What's going on right now uh, in Ukraine and in the world is the type of chaos that they love to capitalize on. It can even put your home at risk of being hacked. You can expect Scams like robocalls, texts for things like fake donations to Ukraine and emails with unfamiliar attachments. Am I the only one that has noticed in the last few weeks, for example, the amount of crap calls, robocalls I'm getting on my phone has tremendously escalated? Okay. So, uh, you know what these scams are. And one of the things that they try to do, though, even if you don't give them money, can they get information? Can they get information on you that they can then use against you later on, like going online where your film, where, where your home's uh, deed is kept, your title is kept, the only thing that proves you own it, and then hacking in with your information to make it look like you've sold your home to them so that they can then liquidate that equity and you, you don't know often until you go to access it or you start getting things in the mail you don't ever want to see, right? That's where home title fraud can be so devastating, and that's where our friends at Home Title Lock come in. Uh, Go check them out right now at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Make sure your home's title is still safe and secure when you go to HomeTitleLock.com. It is time for buy, sell, or hold. Aaron uh, gets a lot of submissions from you, his friends in the audience. We'll throw towards you and me, Todd. Uh, questions, predictions, prophecies, lists. You and I will decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? Maybe even have legit reasons or 17 why that might be the case. Uh, if, however, you use your hold for any reason other than that should have never made it to air, it's that lame, okay? Then you have to sit and watch with your eyelids taped open Three nonstop hours of America's favorite lesbian couple, Sean Hannity and Lindsey Graham. 
No. I just wanted to relish Todd's reaction there for a couple of seconds. Hat tip to our friend, by the way, Tim Young, who came up with that on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> he tweeted, first thing I saw, one of the first things I saw when I got up yesterday morning is Tim Young said, I think Sean Hannity and Lindsey Graham are now my favorite lesbian couple on TV. That was... <laughs> That was just so well done. Anyway, Tim, I hate you. <laughs> Aaron, go ahead. Uh, a couple of ones off the top of my head right now. Daylight savings time. Uh, I would have been a sell until yesterday. Now I just, uh, uh, or I would have been a buy until yesterday. Now I just want to keep moving our clocks back and forth every month now because I'm just beyond disgusted. The damn country is falling apart, but the, how quickly they can mobilize on this insignificance is this is this the most significant thing marco rubio has done as a senator it is is this so so i think the whole thing about spring forward and fall back is outdated and dumb however i'm now a hundred percent for it in fact i'm for uh quintupling it in fact let's do it monthly let's jack weekly done i'm I'm done with it i'm good with it on a weekly basis now just out of spite that's my answer that may be the best answer you've ever given about anything. So I'm, I'm with you. I hadn't thought I was just going to default, but no, I'm with you. Coattails, baby. It is amazing. Amazing. The support uh, that they can garner for something like that at a time like this. We're going to start off with a bang. Oh, no. Yeah. No, I, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. I just looked and saw the title. I didn't even read the list. I'm like, you're about to Alexander Rogers me with this. You're about to crush me. Is it him? Okay. Nope. Nope. No? This is Daisy and memes for unvaccinated uh, fiends. Unless, unless Alexander is, is running that account. <laughs> uh, in dishonor of Phil Vischer going woke, top 10 VeggieTales song rewrites. One, oh, where is my privilege? <sighs> Used to be, oh, where is my hairbrush, I yes, think? Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, number two. I don't know, do I buy or sell all of these? Which is it? Just just enjoy. Just soak it up and okay. at the end. All right. Um, just buy if you think it's a good rewrite. Yeah, yeah buy. Yeah. It's okay. a good rewrite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jonah was a racist. Oh, wow. What is this song? Oh. I don't know. I don't know what this song is. Oh, it's... Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, bye. I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, I have to buy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three, I can't be your friend. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what is that song? I grew up on these, and I don't recognize <sighs> the last two. Uh, Rack, Sack, and Trainee at number four. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Um, oh, my gosh. That is... That is devilishly perfect bye <laughs> number five his impossible burger oh, gosh. <laughs> impossible. oh bye uh number six tranny boy bye uh number seven i love this one uh we are the parents who don't do anything oh my gosh bye. oh my or the republicans who yeah. won't do anything yeah. yeah but yeah yeah that's a good one too these number, are all good number eight the song of the lgbtq bye. song of the Cebu. yeah <laughs> Uh, number nine, Groomer Angel. Ooh, bye. Cut me deep, Shrek. <sighs> yeah. That one. Yeah. That and, one was a kick to the nards right there. Number 10, the non binary pansexual afro futuristic uh, pescatarian Karen of the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> Love this. Over the, over the you last. You have to go woke, Phil. Over the last couple of years, man, we have covered. And I have said several things I never envisioned I'd cover and certainly never envisioned I would ever say. 
But the fact that, let me make a very poor analogy, but I think it'll hammer home why this, the, this whole VeggieTales, losing the VeggieTales guy crushes me. The reason that that The Exorcist was is, is the most financially successful horror film of all time. And that it led to one of the largest surges in confirmation in the Catholic Church during the decade of the 1970s. There's two reasons why. One of them's pretty obvious. It's a frightening portrayal of real evil, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Based on a true story. Based on a true story, right. The movie also came out in 1973. That's the year I was born. Um, it was still rare for movies to be rated R, particularly to be financially successful while rated R. Um, seeing nudity, hearing F words in movies in mainstream movies was still a relatively new phenomenon. I mean, it was becoming more and more common, but it wasn't something that we were just oblivious to. Okay. So that leads to the second reason why the film was such a shock to the system that it motivated people on a religious level. It literally scared the hell into them. It was the defiling of her innocence. Here's this adorable tween. What is she, 11 or 12 in the movie, I believe, Reagan is. All right, so she's on the cusp of being a teenager, on the cusp of being a woman. She still has some of the little girl tendencies like playing board games in the basement, playing with the Ouija board. So she's she's kind of getting older and maturing, but right, her and her mom are still going to the park. You know, she's kind of, you know, we've both raised yeah. daughters. We kind of know that age where you can you can kind of sense that, the, that womanhood is around the corner, but there's still enough of the daddy's girl kind of phenomenon in there, right? Okay, that is the age Reagan is in this film. And to see, to see a virginal, maybe even premenstrual young girl act and behave in these depraved ways, what she does with the crucifix, the things she says to, she says to the priest uh, about what his mother is doing right now in hell. These were things that were like, I mean, that's a, you know, that's an SNL skit for us today, right? I mean, that was, that was last week's episode. But to an audience in 1973, this was stunning. Absolutely stunning. To see innocence this violated, this desecrated. People threw up. People got sick. They were disturbed. You see where I'm getting at here? Yeah. That's what bothers me about this is this was one of the chief weapons in our arsenal that we used as a family when our kids were young to protect their innocence as long as possible. Now they're all older now, so we just tell them all the truth. They, now they kind of wish we'd stop telling them the truth. Okay. They wanted, they wanted, they claimed they wanted the truth when they were little. Now they're like, can you please stop telling it to me? <laughs> all right. Can we watch Veggie Tales again? No, now we can't. That's what, that's what, that, that's what th- this in a small way. That's what this is doing to me. Something that was pure, innocent. And then just to see it be completely defiled like this from the spirit of the age, given how much cellular level memory I have with this as a father. That, does this maybe now, can I maybe articulate to the audience why this is bothering me so much? Yeah, I get it. 
Next, we'll go to uh, Mueller House, who says the only real upset in the NCAA tournament is a 16 beating a one seed or 15 beating a two seed. Anything under that is just sports media hype to sell the tourney. Oh, I completely sell on that. Completely sell. I mean, I know Michigan is a favorite over, is an 11 seed over 6 seeded Colorado State. So if you want to say, hey, when you figure in the odds, maybe we should have a more narrow definition of what an upset is, fine. But Longwood goes out there in its first ever NCAA tournament appearance and beats SEC tournament champion Tennessee. That ain't a fake upset. Okay. So I, I completely sell on that front. Completely. Yeah. Anytime a directional community college from Timbuktu beats a blue blood or somebody playing really well, that that's that's an upset. I will sell, but it is easy to forget sometimes that all these teams who get in are good basketball teams. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's 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 not it's an upset, but it's not it's not fluky uh when when an up when an upset happens. I mean these are just these guys have all been men. They've won their conference, they beat it everybody they needed to. So I think that's what you're getting at, but I still Steve is largely right. Before we move on, let me tell you about a brand new partner we have here on the show, Bullion Max. As inflation surpasses highs we've not seen in 40 years, the value of the dollar is decreasing with every passing day. You're paying more at the pump, the grocery store, for cars, housing, pretty much for everything as your paper money becomes increasingly worthless. That's what happens when they print 80% of the money we've ever put into the money supply in just the last two and a half years. So the timing couldn't be any better for Bullion Max. They are a direct-to-consumer precious metals retailer who can help you diversify uh, into gold and silver. It's a hedge against inflation. It's also security for your family in times of crisis. They're owned by veterans in the precious metals space and offer some of the lowest prices available on the internet. If you want to get started, they've got a special offer just for you get bullion max's silver starter kit at the employee pricing just go to bullion max b-u-i-l-l-i-o-n bullionmax.com slash steve that's bullionmax.com slash steve this kit includes five of the most desirable silver products to invest in including a silver american evil uh, eagle i should say freudian slip there uh and a silver canadian maple leaf available to you right now now this offer is really good. That's why it's limited to just one per household. So you can get yours right now when you go to bullionmax.com slash Steve. That's bullionmax.com slash Steve. We go on to Auburn Tiger 89, who has a list of things every man must watch his mind, his mouth, his temper, and Rudy. <laughs> um, that's a pretty good list. I mean, I... If we were going to pick a movie, I, as much as I love Rudy, I might I might have gone with, you know... The Passion of the Christ. The Passion or, you know... American Sniper. Uh, yeah. Um, Gladiator. That's, okay. That's... Yeah. But, Rudy, but if you, having never seen it, let me just say, Rudy is kind of soft. I'm sorry. But, but, to be on that list. But with the Auburn logo there, I get the whole college football represent. And it is... We have... It's it's a well-established dude code violation that, that you haven't seen this movie. However, as Todd has also accurately pointed out... The dude code is paradoxical, and if you insist on violating it in ways that are not like destructive to you or the people around you, right? Okay, if you're doing something that harms your family, then this doesn't apply. 
But if you insist and maintain in violating it in trivial ways, just to remain stubborn and prove the point that you refuse to conform, the dude code has a lot of respect for that. Yes, it does. All right. So, you know, it's kind of now up to you on when you want to watch Rudy. That That's what I just did on Daylight Savings Time a few minutes ago. I went against my own position just because I'm sick of the scam. All right. So now I now I want to f- put the clocks back. Let's just do it every day. Every day. Let's. In fact, at noon, let's move them ahead an hour. Then at night before I go to bed, back. And then tomorrow, back and then ahead. And just really screw the whole thing up. Let's just go with it. Okay. I'm all in now. I'm selling on this one, though. We need Our men need more mouth and more temper. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I see what you did there. That's, okay. That's a good one. That's a good angle. Yeah. Uh, Jason Lewis says, someone comes to the world stage and solves Russia-Ukraine winning the Nobel Peace Prize, but after receiving a mortal head wound, things take a turn for the worse. <laughs> you don't know what that's a reference to, do you? No. No. <laughs> Which makes, makes it, it even better. Even better. It does yeah. make it even better. Okay. Um, th- that's who is that? Jason uh, Lewis. Jason Lewis. Yeah. That's. Uh, I think as, it was Romania, though. Was uh, yeah. Well, yeah. maybe maybe this person will come hey, from man. Romania. Yeah. What are we talking? Slavic about? country, right? <laughs> that's a that's a that's a eschatology reference. To the left behind. Yeah, but oh. it's it you know it's part of the eschatology <laughs> that the left behind books feature. Okay. The last two sounds Todd has made. What are we talking about? And then once we tell him. (laughs) That's a very, that's very clever, dude. Um, Very clever, Jason. Then we have one. uh, It was quickly. Brandon Payne says the next phase of COVID gaslighting will be that the asymptomatic infections are causing the blood clots. Oh, man. How? Here's the thing, though. Can they, how do they spin that? The Ukraine uh, crisis is causing uh, myocarditis, as the y- Babylon Bee. Yeah, yeah. Out. I'm going to, I like what you're trying to do. Okay. But I think you're, this particular one, it's, it's got to have some basis in realism. All right. So, um, well, no, wait. I think I'm going to buy. I get what you're doing there. You're actually fulfilling what I've been pointing out, that we don't know the long-term risks of either getting jabbed with this technology mm-hmm. or even an asymptomatic infection of the virus, right? So I think you're touching on that. And so they'll say, you know, you're right. And so even asymptomatic infections to COVID have, this is another, have caused these. So you know what? My bad. I'm feeling you now. And I think that's pretty clever too. Yeah, I'll, yep, I'll, I'll buy. buy. I'll buy. All right, we'll come back. We got enough to fill a whole half hour next when we come back? Oh, yeah. Okay. So part two of Buy, Seller, Hold coming your way. And then a very ornery, angry, and distraught, even by his standards. Prophet of woe and lamentation will join us here to finish things off. Stay tuned. I am staring at a deleted tweet from Randy Weingarten, one of the uh, chief uh, demons at the Demonic Teachers Unions, uh, where she posted, I stand with Ukraine with the Ukraine flag upside down, and she misspelled Ukraine. If that isn't... Public education, baby. You bet. I mean, if that isn't confirmation of the success of their overall mission... Indeed. All right. Welcome back to Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, 
and you let us know what you think by emailing the show steve at stevedace.com like us on facebook mewe parlor and gab follow me uh at steve day show on twitter and getter and then get yourself clips of the show that are free of censorship and free to watch when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace show. If you're a podcast listener to this show, thank you. Please leave us a five-star review. If you like us, do that. Uh, and then also hit the subscribe and follow button. Uh, thanks to all of you that have done that for us. Thousands upon thousands of you, please keep those coming. We appreciate each and every one. Part two of Buy, Seller, Hold is brought to you by our friends over at Patriot Mobile, if we have learned anything in these days, as we have watched fascism come to America with government and business colluding with each other in order to impose tyranny on us, that are, as Todd likes to frequently quote, our list of allies within corporate America, at least grows thin there, Mr. Aragorn. That is why when there is an option to do business and give money, your money, your hard-earned money, to companies that don't hate you and aren't trying to end your way of life, take full advantage of it. Thankfully, one of them exists in a product that pretty much all of us have to use these days. That's a mobile phone. Our friends over at Patriot Mobile, I know we put off the switch too. We thought it'd be a big hassle. Multiple phones, lines, etc. They made it so easy with their U.S.-based customer service team. We ended up with the same quality signal network that we were accustomed to for 20 years on T-Mobile. If you're a veteran or first responder, when you go to make the switch, let them know uh, and they'll give you an even bigger discount as a way of saying thank you for your service. For the rest of us, they've got deals going on all the time. Right now, get a free activation when you use my name, Steve, as your offer code when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Again, that's patriotmobile.com slash Steve, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. Let's get back to part two of Buy, Sell, or Hold. We'll go to Elliot Evans, who says due to the mounting pressure, Kyrie Irving will be back on the court for home games uh, by the end of the month. Buy. You're going to buy? I will buy. Okay, you go first then. It's just, this is where Trevor Noah pointing this out and, and others, you know, the stupid, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're tapping out on this all over the place. Uh, Paul Alexander, our friend Paul Alexander, his, uh, his hopes for his mayor there are absolutely going unfulfilled. Uh, that guy's just as nuts as anybody else, apparently. But this, it just, this is so obviously, preposterously stupid. We're getting into the home stretch. Look at it happen in the, um, yeah, in the NFL. Suddenly there was like, once we got to the playoffs, you know, nobody was in COVID protocol anymore. They just like, they decided to stop. And that was how many months ago? Right. It'll be over. Is there a can of worms? Here's the thing. If they do this. Uh, uh, we're, we're seeing Major League Baseball trying to impose more boosters on clubhouse personnel, right? Managers and assistant coaches as we speak, I believe. Are they? Okay. Now, this is the same sport, by the way, that when it wanted to play in 2020, it hired Jay Bhattacharya. Did I finally get it right? Yeah. I finally nailed it. It's only been two years, Jay. Sorry, my bad. They hired Jay Bhattacharya to come in and do their own antibody testing for their league. It's just to see how much the virus had already penetrated while they were all down there in spring, uh, spring training when they called things off. And now they are still uh, insisting that clubhouse personnel, I think it is, get boosted. So I want to believe you're right. I, I'm, I'm probably going to go ahead and buy 
because the thing you said about Trevor Noah is what that that will sting the spirit of the age. I don't think the spirit of the age cares about Kyrie Irving showing up in the arena. I don't think it cares about Kevin Durant um, defending his teammate because the very next that the very yeah. next night you had Michael Wilbon right. on ESPN all but essentially calling Kevin Durant a medical Uncle Tom. All right, you should be telling your guy to get seventy five jabs instead. All right, yelling at him on on TV, but. When one of their own, or at least one they perceive to be one of their own, deconstructs them at the level that Trevor Noah just did, to the point that he even got our attention. We did an overtime about this yesterday, right? That, I think, stings. Okay? So, for that reason, I'll buy. But without that Trevor Noah clip, I don't know. I I think I, I might have, I could have foreseen a scenario Oh, yeah, I could Were they just it. out yeah, of spite? Yeah, don't. Just, you know, rather than it, because they don't want to admit they're wrong about any of this. Very true. Okay. But Very Noah, Trevor Noah's inclusion in this really starts ripping fig leaves off. So that's why I'll buy. I put mm. my trust in Trevor Noah. That's where we are. <laughs> I just put my trust in Trevor Noah, guys. There we are. The indefatigable JD says it will be revealed that St. Fauci funded Ukrainian quote-unquote bio-research labs just as he did in Wuhan. I'll totally buy this. I'll totally buy this. In fact, I wouldn't even be shocked if the only reason we're obsessed with this story that we one day claim is a story, then the next day we claim it's not, and then we have follow-up coverage of what we said yesterday was not a story. We still have the same thing going on there that we did in Wuhan. It's because of this and trying to cover your tracks, absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised that we haven't seen him in a while because he's there right now. (laughs) He addressed Congress again this morning. He was just uh, disguised. He just called himself Zelensky. Yeah. Same demon. Uh, Hegemonics or Hegenomics says China's nice. recent surge in COVID metrics is being used as a form of economic warfare, resulting in supply chain disruptions, de facto sanctions, if you will. Total buy. What is yeah, what a, is the deal? Yeah. They claim they had zero cases for two years, and then all of a sudden they're yeah. making entire millions of people uh, cities Correct. line up for COVID tests. Yeah, it's also a great psyop to have your people on a on a string like that. And, and make sure that they are constantly responding to your authoritarian urges and never in a place of comfort, right? That's mm-hmm. also right out of the, the authoritarian Marxist playbook at the exact same time, all right? So sort of the Marxist version of a 5 a.m. bed check, if you will. So yeah, I don't, I don't believe any of that. Total scam. Regardless, I don't know for sure what its motivations are. This is as good of a motivation as any. What I am sure of, total scam. Yeah. Yeah, bye. Uh, let's see. Mini Bomber says there's a high probability that former president and booster vaxxed Obama is currently taking horse to warmer. <laughs> Bye. You're going to buy on this? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yep. Bye. Yeah. Next, Paul Howard says Romney's latest actions and votes show that he plans to challenge Trump for the GOP nomination. He thinks he needs to save the GOP from Trump. Oh, total sell. I would love to see this happen. That's, that, I would love this. Romney's never doing this. I would, I would, I would go out there. Really? And Why do you he, think he'd never? He's do doing it? everything else, in, in in because he'd get humiliated. See, so this is why he goes see, and talks to them. This is why he does this. This is Mitt Romney is nothing else if not a case study in passive aggressiveness. All right, if Mitt Romney had these kinds of balls, 
he'd have never lost to Barack Obama. He wouldn't have lost to a two-bit Des Moines talk show host in the in the but, in the Iowa caucus as the cycle prior. He doesn't know that's that, you're you're giving that guy way too no, much no, credit. No, no. But man. is it really balls? Was it balls when Kasich did it? See, that's. No. Kasich wasn't nearly as defined as Mitt Romney. Kasich hadn't already lost a national election as a nominee. Mitt Romney has. All right. Mitt, Ro- Mitt Romney's already done this a couple of other times. I, I, I don't know. He ran for There's, Senate so he could have a permanent platform think, to troll you top, that, that, was, that he could then not be held accountable. The difference between Kasich and Romney is that, uh, did you know John Kasich's dad was a mailman? <laughs> Perfect. Is Carly Fiener going to call her good friend Bibi Netanyahu? <laughs> and did you know she's the only woman in the race? Did you guys know? It's amazing. But uh, oh, those are some dark days on the debate team with the Cruz campaign. You just heard the same lines from the same people over and over and over again. But anyway, no, this is this is out of character for Romney. Um, the dude's a complete and total wimp. Um, there's a reason why he wouldn't go on and face a Tucker. There's a reason why he'll he'll tweet he'll he'll go on a network and take a shot at Tulsi Gabbard and then when she comes back in a Twitter thread where she friggin just pimp slapped his tired ass a lot yesterday he has no response he is Mitt Romney is passive aggressiveness incarnate no way he's doing this no way he's doing this if he did do this that would be one of the first tangible signs that we are going to see revival in America, okay? Because this would be require an act of God, completely out of his character. The dude doesn't want to face any true conflict on a one-on-one level. He doesn't have the stomach for it, okay? So no. Nope, nope, nope. Hard sell. Oh, bye. <laughs> uh, next. We'll I respect that. Gary Rasmussen Jr., who says, within six months, the U.S. dollar loses its reserve status or will share reserve status with another form of currency. Six months. Sell. Um, why are you going to sell? Because six months. Th- this year. I, 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 I'm trying to frame my thinking on this i'll let you think about it a little bit longer let me tell you why i haven't answered because you guys know what my main economic theory is that all of our economic superiority and the ability to sustain our debt thresholds on a domestic level is all predicated about the perception of our military dominance in the world so there is no one to call the note, right? Mm-hmm. There isn't. There will be no boxers or whiskey rebellions against the federal government here domestically, mm-hmm. okay? Because they can just buy you off with another check right? without even sending in tanks. See what I'm saying? Yeah. There is yeah. no empire to call it globally because, oh, you guys want to call in the note? Hey, we're going to call in the 101st. I mean, but, but, we are we are seeing now with what Iran pulled over the weekend, with what Putin is doing now. Um, I mean, we are literally helping Iran, in my opinion, lie about whatever that was over the weekend because we frankly don't have the ball, the balls to confront them if it is what it, what it obviously looked like and half the Iranian government is claiming it actually was. In fact, we're still negotiating with them right now and Russia 
uh, in order to put the Obama-Iran deal back in place. So if we're going to demonstrate this level of weakness, then I can see these forces. Let's test it a little bit more. Are you guys really woke or is this just a talking point for your stupid media? I mean, have you guys really watered down your tactical battle-ready advantage or and gone soft? I mean, I can see all kinds of bluffs getting called in the next six months. Here's, but I but but this would be this is the this is like the bluff to call in my view because now you're you're essentially sentencing the United States or you're telling the United States it's not a superpower in the world anymore with this gesture. See, that's the easy part though. Telling the United States, here's what I was thinking. This is like a poll. Isn't it for, funny how I'm now speaking of my own country in the third person? Oh, I know, I know. Isn't yeah. that that was a subconscious thing? I just I just realized I was doing. I was talking about this as if it, you know, I'm speaking of a foreign country, but in many respects, I am. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Todd. Well, this is like the polling where you have incumbent president with a name versus unnamed challenger in the future. Yeah, what would go in there instead? And the poll. Yeah. Well, this that's the key question. It's not that what you said isn't true about America, but then what's what exactly really is so in my scenario that's a good point so in my scenario is you may want to do that yes it's one thing to theoretically say we will do that but then who has the balls to come forward and say so we're going to put our currency in there instead is that kind of what you're saying here a little bit that's it that that does take it that is a different step right and who's going to trust that uh really what comes with whatever the yen the whatever what comes with that? Okay. You can't replace something with nothing. That's a good point. So I'll, I'll sell. I think that's a good analysis. But man, you made us really think about that. So yeah. good question. Next up, Goodfellow49 says, five dark horse teams poised to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. St. Mary's. Sell. That's I'm going to I'm I'm sell. In that's, fact, I don't even think they'll beat Indiana. Yeah. That's perpetual... Like they, they're, they're they're fun those uh, those teams out there the way they play the way they run the way they score but it's it's almost always fool's gold. Well, St. Mary's doesn't history. do any of that. They make your team look like mm. uh, the Harlem Globetrotters. So they, we're saying, they, first we're talking one about did, West, right? Yeah, but but they are they they are, they realize they can't ever beat Gonzaga in that conference doing that. So well, I mean, they, they this is this is Tony uh, this is Dick Bennett ball is what St. Mary's plays. The problem with that is they Indi- don't score, even though, they, nah, even though they play good defense. No, nah, they're like a 50 first one to 60 every night wins. Oh, okay. So but the problem with that is you're playing. This is not like you're playing a Bob Knight up and down the court with a motion offense, Indiana, and you can get them in a bogged down game. Indiana's also fine playing first one to 60 wins. When we see these upsets yeah. is when is when the slowdown style forces the athletic team into a box that it can't get out of. So I'm going to sell on St. Mary's Memphis. I don't trust them. I don't trust them either. I think their ceiling fact, is I, high. In fact, I, in, in a strange way, I'm, I'd be more nervous about picking them against Boise State than Gonzaga. That's the Gonzaga game. They've got the that's their that's their game. They got they have the athletes to get up and down the floor and do that. The game that Boise State's going to make them play again, a rock fight, first one to sixty wins. That's where I'd be concerned about Memphis. So I will sell on that. So they, I mean, it, it's a nice story because they were kind of a mess and they all kind of came together there at the end of the year, but I think they've had their fun. North Carolina. So. This, I couldn't I think they're a better I'm more, team. I'm more into sell than, than. I'm going to buy. I think they're a better team than they were last year. 
And I think that the way they played at the end of the year, there's a sense they're building to something with a new coach as opposed to coming to the end of something with the old one. I mean, there's still a lot of highly recruited guys on that team. If I'm a one seed, is that Baylor's region, I think? I think so. And I'm pretty beat up and I'm Baylor and I get a team with all that tradition and I'd be a little worried about that. So I'll buy that one. Okay. Um, Murray State. Plus I love the uniforms. We had a couple of people suggest Murray State is is poised for a deep run. I, I don't know. I'm selling only because I'm hearing all over the place that people, this is like one of the the public dog with the, the public yeah. dog yeah. with fleas kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that too. I like, the, I, I, they're one of my favorite plays in their first game against San Francisco, but I, I, they didn't, I didn't look at their draw and think that they had a, you know, a second weekend draw. I'll sell. And Virginia Tech. This to me, know. this to me, this, this to me is the public dog with fleas. Yeah. Because everybody in America watched that Duke thing last week, right? Great run they went on. You gotta wonder though. This team wasn't wasn't even on the bubble, or it was barely on the bubble yeah, before I mean, the ACC tournament began. What does it have left in the tank? Is what I would be concerned about. Okay. Also, that Duke team and the ACC in general, it's just not that good this year. I agree, it's not that good this year. I think the Duke team is really good, and I hate saying that because you know I don't like Duke. I think what's happening to the Duke team here in those these last two weekends is these are still a lot of, this is still a really young team because they get so many one and dones. Mm-hmm. And I think these guys are kind of suffocating under the weight of this we're Coach K's last, last yeah. run. Yeah. But I, I, but I now kind of wonder if, dude, when was the last time no one, people talked as little about Duke going into an NCAA tournament when they were good as we are right now? It, I mean, no one's picking them. No one's even picking them to get to the Elite Eight from everything I've seen. So I kind of think that this is actually a good time to buy on Duke. Mm-hmm. You're getting them at a at a low value um, for a team loaded with NBA players um, or prospects. Anyway, there's a big chasm between even being a first round NBA draft pick and being a player. We're learning, right? So let's go with prospects. I actually kind of I'm buying Duke. I, actually, I think it. I think this is two weekends in a row now that they got the, their their shins kicked in, and now all the pressure's off. Man, we're not having all the Cinderella Shevsky Shevsky talk or anything. I think they're kind of dangerous now a little bit. I think Kentucky's kind of similar. In fact, I got Kentucky winning it all. I think Kentucky's a team that has the best game I saw any team play this year is what Kentucky did at Fog Allen against Kansas. And now they're getting some of these guys back that were hurt down the stretch. And um, I like the fact that they lost that game to Tennessee. How many times have we seen that? A team lose in the semifinals or finals of its conference tournament and kind of recalibrate and go on a run after that. So I think Kentucky and Duke right now even though they're both two seeds, like almost no one's talking about them, especially Duke. I kind of think those are good times to buy programs like that. Moving on, we'll go to Bat uh, Bidge, who says Andrew Whitworth playing offensive line at 40 is more impressive than playing quarterback at 40. I'm going to buy that. Yeah, I will buy that. Both are really impressive and rare, but the physical gonna, demands. I, I, is, I, the yeah. physical demands I get. What, what has to be processed by a quarterback. And then to translate that to motor function. Yeah, but that's okay. the part you have the longest. At, you, you lose the physical stuff. Yeah, but that's what I just 40. said, to translate that to motor function. I mean, we mm-hmm. saw Peyton Manning, when he lost it, he lost it bad. bad. Yeah. Um, that's a tough question. I'm going to sell, even though... I'm I'm okay with the other position and can see why people would take it. But if we're going to say this is the most important position in all of American team sports, then I think that we have to, if you're still playing it at that kind of level at age 40, there's not a long list of guys that have ever done that. 
guys, you know? So, um, I may, but let me, let me say this. I may reserve the right to change my mind on this in two to three years. If we see, you know, Rogers, Stafford, more of these guys, Russell Wilson, that are now in their mid thirties or late thirties in Rogers case, if they are now still playing at somewhat of the same level, well past 40 years old, then I probably would come back and buy if that makes sense and say, okay, the way they're protecting quarterbacks now makes it not quite as physically demanding of a position as it used to be. So I think we should adjust our, our, our analysis accordingly, but for now I'll still sell. Uh, moving on, we will go next to John Kramer, who says Jen Saki's spin hooked to a generator would generate enough power to solve all energy crises ever. Bye. All right. I'll, 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 I'll buy. Can you name me a White House spokesperson for either party in your lifetime that this probably wasn't true of to some extent? Oh, no, this is this but is you think this, you yeah, think this, this is, is this level you think this is Orwellian? I mean, that is so we've gone we've gone from spin to or so to Orwellian levels of stuff. Okay. Kaylee McEnany and Sarah Sanders. I I never really felt that they came off as no. Sarah wasn't actually very good at that, which no. made her somewhat endearing. No, actually, yeah, but they never really <laughs> came off as condescending to the average person. That's like where she lived. That's where Jen saw. All right, that's a good is. point. That that is a good point. Okay, that that that's a valid point. I'll buy that then. Okay. Uh, Leaf. The condescension's a good angle. Leaf yeah. Fish says Nebraska will miss a bowl game for the sixth consecutive season. Already looking ahead to college football. Their schedule's a lot better than it has been the last few years. Okay. But man, they're just so fragile. So I'll buy. Yeah, I'll buy. Next difference maker says top five college basketball teams in the field of 64 era. No particular order. So we're going back to 1985. Yep. Okay. Uh, 1992 Duke. Buy. 1990 UNLV. Absolutely. Buy. 2009 UNC. The, I mean, that North was, Carolina, that, yeah, sorry. that was, a, that was an NBA farm team. That team was in, in I mean, filthy loaded. I could buy that. Okay. Ni- 1996 Kentucky. Another NBA farm team just loaded with NBA draft picks. And, I mean, that guys that were on the bench on that team came back in 1998 and won the championship again with another coach. So, yeah, I could buy that. 2001 Duke. Now, that's the J. Will, Elton Brand, and those guys, mm-hmm. right? That team was loaded too. Okay, I'm fine with all those names, but then we have to stop and ask ourselves. Who's missing? Who's missing? Yeah. Okay. What about the team that uh, Wisconsin beat uh, four or five, six years ago? That 2015 Kentucky? Except they got beat. Except they got beat. They got beat. All right. Like 85 Georgetown, but they got beat. Right? All right. So 85 Georgetown, 86 Louisville, you wouldn't put there. 87 Kansas. Um. When was the Fab Five? Did they win? Not, they were 92 and 93, but they didn't yeah, win in either year. They didn't win in either year. Okay. Yeah, they lost in the finals to that Duke team and then uh, North Carolina the next year. Um, 89 Michigan, no. We have 90 UNLV. 91 Duke, no. 92 Duke, though, sure. 93 Carolina, no. 94 Arkansas, no. 95 UCLA, no. Um, we got 96 Kentucky. 97 Arizona. No. Mm-hmm. 98 Kentucky, no. No, I'm trying to remember who won it in 99. 
I can't remember I can't it instantly, that what you just did yeah. as it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, but if I can't remember it right away, then probably I don't belong in that list. So you know what? I, I think I'm okay with that list. That's a good list. I think it's a good list. You okay yeah, with it's it? definitely a good list. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, next bacon says we have already busted and it is now remnant until revival. I have contemplated this. I'm not yet there. The and fact it, that it, we can out ask this out in the open. Yes. Uh, but, but trust me, man, I, I have contemplated this and maybe it's that I don't want to accept it. So my reasons for selling may not be all too altruistic here. Um, it may just be, I'm not ready to accept this reality yet, but regardless of what my reasons are, I'm going to sell because I, I, but, I, but Ask me this question again in a couple of months, and I might have a different answer. Hell, I'll sell in about but, three more weeks or hours, I'll sell, or, or maybe it, just wait two more weeks. <laughs> right? Ah, uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Sell, but it's a razor's edge. James Swick says, "With home-friendly tournament games in Milwaukee and then Chicago, Wisconsin, we'll make it to the Final Four. Well, I mean, Milwaukee only takes care of the first right two, two games, right." Uh, you know, listen, the way, the, the thing about Wisconsin, as long as Johnny Davis is, uh, healthy is that they have won a ton of six point or less games this year, which is such important experience to have in the tournament. They haven't been blowing the doors off of, uh, most teams. I mean, they just know how to win down the stretch. So, yeah, do I feel, and there's just been, there's been an undeniable, and it's like with Aaron and with Iowa, it took a longer for Iowa to find it. But if you've got one guy playing at as high of a level as anybody else in the nation and our two teams have, what you, you can't rule that out. Probably a blessing, actually, for, for them that they bowed out so quickly. I'm going to sell mainly on the basis that I'm watching a lot of people whose opinions I respect betting massive amounts of money on their first round opponent Colgate to move the line as big as they have. So I'm going to sell just based on that. Next vitamin G says the Denver Broncos will win a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. I'll sell just because of, of the conference they're in. I mean, I mean, they could go 12 and four or something or actually 13 and four now, like every single year. And never get out of the first round. I mean, look at the, forget the division. That's tough enough. Look at the conference they're in. And and these are all guys, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, uh, Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert. These guys are all young. And in, in Herbert's case, still on a first contract. And these guys will just get, will, will probably never leave these franchises. Or at least not for the foreseeable future, like the next five to six years. I mean, that, I, Joe Burrow's in the conference. He's still on a first contract. So I, I, I'm going to sell, man. I mean, there's a reason why the Browns are talking about trading three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson right now. Because they have a loaded that's roster. Three? That, that's what the price tag is right now. Oh my. They, have, they have a loaded roster. And, they, and their quarterback is okay. He's not bad. He just hasn't played, like, number one pick in the draft good. But... They're looking around and thinking, how much better can, first of all, how much better could our roster really get with a salary cap, number one? And then number two, if, 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 if Baker, if this is who Baker Mayfield is, 
then our roster has to be so much better than the rest of these teams to compensate for that. We can't get there with a salary cap, so maybe we just force, we just pull the Rams, just don't have a first-round pick for three years, and go get Deshaun Watson because we need that level of quarterback. I'm, I'm going to sell. I mean, I just think... I think there's carnage in that conference for the foreseeable future. And I think I think that's one of the main reasons why Aaron Rodgers is back. Because the the NFC, even with Brady there, it's still just those two guys and the rest of the conference, basically. Depend, but, or And the Rams, I forgot also, about them. Rodgers helps make your point. Even in th- that conference and uh, that division, he oh, hasn't been yes. back. He hasn't yeah. been back to the Super Bowl Excellent in 12 point. years. Yeah. So if it's that random yeah. in that watered down of a conference, yeah. what's it going to be in the gauntlet called the AFC? Yeah. Watch you win you. next year. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, we'll come back. We warned you. Batting down the hatches. Daniel Horowitz is next. If you're a dog owner, then you love that uh, pet. It means more to you guys uh, because it's a part of your family. So you want to make sure it's not just about food and water. You want to make sure it's healthy. It's happy. That's where Rough Greens comes in because chances are that food that you bought at the store is minus some very key things your pet needs, you know, like vitamins, minerals, nutrients. Uh, Same thing that's uh, a lot of our foods are uh, two minus of these days. And for the same reasons, they take too much of that stuff out of our foods because they want to be able to mass produce it and have it last for a long time out there on the store shelves. And same thing goes on with our pets food. Now we know this. That's why, you know, we buy so many supplements today, but now there's one for your pet. It's called Rough Greens. It's that green powder you mix in with your pet's food. And if your pet is anything like our dog cap, they'll love the food they love even more because he loves this stuff. But maybe you're not so sure. Well, take that first two-week two-week jumpstart bag from us for free to find out. You'll pay for the shipping because we want you to actually use it. So we'll have you put up a few bucks for that. But we'll give you that first 14-day jumpstart bag for free to see if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less when you go to roughgreens.com. R-U-F-F, that's how they spell it. Roughgreens.com or just call them at 833-ROUGH-DOG. 833-ROUGH-DOG. All right, I've been warning you. Communicated with Daniel quite a bit the last couple of days, and the dude, even by his standards, is on tilt right now. So without further ado, we bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Good to see you again, my friend. How are you? We're doing all right. I mean, Steve, we don't have the yellow, but we do have some blue here. So, uh, you know, we got the colors. Make Ukraine great again. I told you, didn't I? I have a few questions, and then I'll just give you the floor. If if Zelensky uh, expresses concern about America's southern border, could we get the system to care? If Zelensky says he's really concerned about the amount of adverse side effects with the jab, could we get the system to care? If Zelensky says, you know what, have you guys noticed that too many of those January 6th detainees have been denied some constitutional uh, due process? Could we get the system to care? If we could get Zelensky to say, guys, I think we need to talk about what's it really mean to be a woman. Could we get the system to care? It is Daniel Zelensky's world. And the rest of us are just living in it right now because he is the latest construct called forth from the, 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 the spirit of the age. It's really in charge of things right now. And this is just the new Fauci, which is why. It's not a coincidence that two years to the day, 
COVID stand launched its assault on our freedoms is the day now that Zelensky gets an audience with a joint session of Congress. Because it's the exact same story, just repackaged on a different front. I now give you the floor to say whatever you would like for how long you would like. Well, first to answer your question, no, it wouldn't matter because that would be Zelensky telling them to worry about Americans. And they hate us Americans more than they love Zelensky and Ukraine and the playground of biolabs and other corruption and human trafficking that they're engaging in there. So, no, they would not do that. Nothing. There is nothing that could happen to us that will ever prompt American elected officials to care about Americans on the issues that matter in the way it matters and at the time it matters. Uh, and, and we've seen that. I, I didn't see this coming. I thought we would just be discussing how we could ensure that this never happens again on the two-year anniversary. But in fact, Steve, <clears throat> we're not out of it yet. We're not even out of the initial version of it, even after everything has come to life. And I don't just be, mean Ukraine being the next version of it. I mean, these guys are, they, they want to get our military involved in Ukraine, right? I mean, that's that's pretty clear. Um, I never thought these people had testosterone. You needed like 40 CT thresholds to, to view the testosterone levels in these Republicans. Suddenly they got it. I mean, men, are they willing to lie down on the tracks? Their only criticism of Biden is not the border, not the fact that we have bioterrorism committed against us and our military. Their, their grievance is that we haven't given enough weapons to prolong the bloodshed in Ukraine with no positive outcome anyway. The only thing that could do is to draw us into war. So they want to send our soldiers there. Now let's talk about these soldiers that they suddenly want to put into uh, the Ukrainian theater. I, I have information I just got here. Um, Dr. Jessica Rose, probably the foremost expert on VAERS, she's lived and breathed it for a year. Did you know that you could glean VAERS military data? Because there's a box to check if you're military or civilian. Are you ready for this, Steve? Okay. There's 127 reported vaccine deaths in VAERS. We know VAERS is very much underreported. And uh, CDC researchers actually just admitted this in a JAMA article on myocarditis, at least for myocarditis, they said it's likely underreported significantly based on the confirmation they were getting clinically. So 127. There's 93 reported COVID deaths in the armed services. 93. And we know they tend to be at least a little bit overreported. So right off the bat, we have confirmed from theirs, more people in our military died from the shot then died from the virus. And again, most of the people who died from the virus, they could have gotten treatment. And certainly in the military, you're screwed. You can't get treatment. And that's part of this Holocaust that we we remember today, the, the sickening war on treatment. Um, how is that okay? Why is that not a national emergency? Ron Johnson wrote a letter based on this that our DMED data demonstrates an insane degree of injury, and it's backed up by numerous military doctors, three of them uh, public, and they just testified last week in a Florida federal case. It's Navy SEAL v. Austin in Tampa. Uh, this is the case where Judge Mary Day put an injunction on the Navy mandate, and this was all put there. This was all put out. The military did not offer a single witness, a single doctor, or anyone to show up there. We were wondering, how do they say that everything was a glitch? 
but it was just those four years arbitrarily that the whistleblowers use as a baseline and just those categories of injury that happen to intersect with vaccine injury. In other words, skeletal muscular, there was no glitch. Suicides, there was no glitch. Okay, very interesting. So they sent a four-paged Word document, gave to the lawyer representing the government, no letterhead, no doctor sign, no military official sign. It was like a slopped-together Word document, and they basically admitted here, and I'm just looking, that it didn't affect everything, and it was only for that time. So we were wondering, wait, so you mean the DMED data was corrupted for five years and you didn't know? No, so they're saying it was only corrupted from August 2021 until January 29th when you know Thomas Renz testified in front of Ron John. Um, August is the date that Teresa Long, Dr. Long, she's Lieutenant Colonel Flight Surgeon, that initially pulled this data. August is when she said she first pulled the data. So the glitch only shadow boxes what they were doing. I mean, this is worse than Watergate. They poisoned our military. Imagine if Putin would have committed a bioterror attack like this in our military. We have people in the ICU with, with strokes. We have the blood clotting, which now we're told is the lifestyle of youngsters. I don't understand. I, I cannot get into the DNA of these Republicans that don't give a damn about any of this, but that very same military they want to commit to the Ukrainian people. I, I just I, I cannot wrap my arms around it other than to say, Steve, I think the Republicans hate us more than the Democrats do. I've said for years, the only political party that hates us more than the Democrats are the Republicans. And the reason why is they they require us in their coalition in order to to win, to garner any power. But then with that power, they'd like to rape, pillage and plunder the Treasury and uh, the money printing system every bit as much as the Democrats just for a different slate of special interests. But the presence we have within their party doesn't permit them to do that at the level that they would like. So they have to prepare. They have to pretend to be faithful when really they would just like to have an open and unabashed harem and not have to hide their shame. That, that's, that's why they hate us. That is why they hate us. And I think where this is all headed is the re conservative versus liberal canard is outdated. Completely it's agree. Yep. It's that thing is done. Yep. This is all about people who recognize that the Western governments, and it's not, it's not just America. It's every Western government is irremediably corrupt yep. and they need to be replaced wholesale. We need wholesale reform, however, whatever form that takes, and people that just cannot understand that. Because we're seeing this with foreign affairs. These Some of these legacy conservatives that think we're stuck with Reagan, Thatcher, and the Soviet Union, they're predicating all of their strategies foreign policy wise based on the fact that we have a just moral western civilization and we're fighting the east be it russia be it china north korea iran al-qaeda whatever the problem is we now have a government that is willing to do horrific things to its own people i mean i know you and i were dealing with this last night but just the the testimony of abhorrent genocide, democide that has taken place on treatment. It, it, it shocks the consciousness, the denial of treatment, the pushing the remdesivir, 
the premature ventilation, the restraining people, the medical kidnapping, the preventing families from uh, seeing their loved ones. And this is still going on, by the way. Mm -hmm. People are still dying of COVID. Now it's mainly vaccinated because their immune system is wiped out. That is still going on. The fact that we have close to a cure in our hand in multiple options and that's being denied and they're still pushing a drug that takes out three organs and a shot that is is a brilliant bioweapon is is unbelievable but Steve, the first what is the first full week just 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 to give you first full week of march last year there were about 8800 covid deaths in america first full week of march this year there's over 9500 Yep. It's like they it's like none of those lives matter. Yeah. Those lives don't matter. Just like the Ukrainian lives don't matter either. Because again, even Lindsey Graham is saying he opposes a no-fly zone. Not a single European country is donating a single plane or troop. So what are you going to do just pumping in some money and weapons? We're gonna virtue signal so that Zelensky gets to be uh, propped up a little bit longer to fight a war they have really no shot of ultimately winning outright. Um, and so just more people will just get killed and displaced. That's what we're going to do. Just and like, just, up. just like, just to cover up our shame, the exact same thing we do with COVID Daniel, cover up our shame. So the, the, you're right. The jabs have waning efficacy is what, is what Rochelle Walensky said on CNN, August 6th. It was after that, they came out with all the mandates after they admitted that they the, the, the things that the things wane, that's when they came out with all the mandates. The, the, the worse, the more obvious the lie, the worse the tyranny in response. So what we'll do is we'll get a bunch more Ukrainians killed and displaced, and then we'll have the Russian people suffer even more than they already were under a dictator, while then causing our own people to suffer, so that a bunch of people on Twitter can feel like their Ukrainian flag in their in their in their in their profile is justified. That's exactly what we're going to do. Just like I had on yesterday, a rancher at our Texas border. You said every night after dark, they sit with no lights on, other than maybe the TV and a flashlight in their own home. Imagine living in a rural area. You can't enjoy, take a walk. You can't do anything. That's how scared they are of the cartel smuggling, going through their ranch. And those people don't matter. Those people don't matter. Um, their livestock running out on the roads because the gates are cut, their septic uh, tanks, their wells being damaged and, and losing six months worth of water. doesn't matter. These people don't care. They can't conceptualize it. Oh, and what's the new vaccine injury? You know, the thing you're not allowed to talk about? The bio labs, yeah. the bio labs. Isn't yep. that interesting yep. that t two, di two years later, we still don't have any answers. Where the hell did this come from? Where did Omicron come from? Because everyone agrees it wasn't a natural progression from the first unnatural uh, strain. And what are these 11 bio labs? Kharkiv, Odessa. What was going on there? Who's in charge of it? Why are they so concerned about it? What sort of pathogens are we studying there in Georgia is another place where we have this going on. Obviously, Africa, you know, that was another virtue signaling. Remember that all the billions of dollars in funding aids in Africa were helping the African people. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty much what the evangelical churches gave up fighting the homosexual agenda based on that. That was the new hotness. And now it turns out our government was experimenting on them. Um, you know, they, they, they were doing the remdesivir before it was cool. I mean, 
this is not funny anymore. This is not like, okay, we have kind of a corrupt Western government, but they're our corrupt SOBs versus theirs. You tell me why they're on a different moral plane than the corrupt entities and the evil people in the, in the East, be it North Korea, China, or Iran. I can't. And that has me pretty broken at the moment because I can't. Because I'm a kid of the 80s and I'd love to raise the flag and rally around the flag and we're America bitch till um, my jingoistic heart is content. But uh, I would be lying to myself with all of that and I can't do it anymore. Great stuff, Daniel, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Take care. Take care. Hey, you know, trying to sell your home in any economic environment uh, is challenging, but particularly during these unprecedented times. Make sure you go in with an agent that uh, will guide you through the process while also recommending that they work for you. Okay. Um, and, and not you for them. They come complete with a fully vetted track record of success as well. Where would you find them? Well, the name kind of says it all. Head over to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's a website and company started by Glenn Beck and some of his associates because they ran into real estate agents. They found out too late. They could not trust. They didn't want that to happen to us. So they built this referral network network of agents all over the country, which you can access right now when you head over to realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, realestateagentsitrust.com. We got about a minute. Final thoughts. Uh, don't end up in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at Aaron to see if he was going to go first, and then I that came into my head as what he probably was going to say, and it's I couldn't do... No one can do better, quite frankly, at this point. Dumb is not fun. There it is. (laughs) Well done, guys. So we'll tape overtime for Blaze TV subscribers right after we're done here in the next few minutes. So that'll get posted for you later today at blazetv.com slash dace. And that's where you can go to become a Blaze TV subscriber if you're not yet one as well. blazetv.com slash dace. For everybody, though, we're out of here. For the rest of the week, time for some spring break. And for me... Uh, some March Madness gluttony, gluttony to f- try to forget the fact I'm living through the rise and fall and decline of Western civilization. We will see you all again on Monday. Hopefully you have a great weekend too. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.